episode 13 of the I'm Just Saying Show with Justin, the Warlord Whirly. And I'm so glad you're listening to the show. What? The thing that's been bothering me today is what age do you get? What age is it when you, uh, you wake up, you feel fine all morning? You feel absolutely fine. You go and run some errands and you're lifting bags and putting them in the car. and it, It's not an issue. You know, you feel good. While lifting everything up, you feel fine. And then you go in to sit in the car and all of a sudden... Your back says, say asshole, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make you feel a shit ton of pain right now. Out of nowhere, completely randomly and out of nowhere, the left side of my back, like my trap, not my trap, my lat, if you you will, scientific terms, my lateral mucleus fliscidate muscle in my lat is freaking killing me right now. It, it, it feels like the entire thing just bunched up and is just twisted into knots. So my fiance is going to have to come home and and give me a little heedly little on the uh, on the old lat there. And maybe if she does a good job, I'll reward her. I'll reward her for her services. And by that I mean let her live here. Um, <laughs> kidding. Because I had to say that because Women's rights are just... Okay, I'll stop. Um, but yeah, my back is fucking killing me right now. I keep twisting and trying to stretch it out. And man, it just wants to knot up. But I'll power through. You want to know why? Because I'm a man. That's what men do. They power through pain. Like the pain of sitting and watching The Notebook. Like the pain of sitting in a movie... Where, what, uh, what the hell was the other movie of uh, Channing Tatum uh, and that girl who flies through the windshield of the car? And then uh, Patrice O'Neill had a great joke about that. Basically, what happens in this movie is Ch- Channing Tatum is like engaged to this woman about to be married, and they get somebody rear ends their car. And first off, all right, before, oh, there's the back, there's the back. Before we, there's the back. Oh, Jesus. Oh God, I got old in like an hour and a half. Um, the the part right before they get rear-ended, I actually wanted to cheer the rear-ending of them and her flying through a windshield. Because the part right before that, I mean, what is that movie? I don't know. I'm going to drive you people crazy. But there is a movie with Channing Tatum and some broad, sorry, I know, politically correct, some skirt, uh, is sitting in the passenger seat and he farts in the car. I guess it's a silent one. And he rolls down... First off, he's selfish because he rolls down her window. Anybody that's ever farted in a car knows that the window you roll down is where the fart smell goes to. So he's already kind of a douche. And then she looks at him. She, she looks at him like lovingly in the eyes, rolls up the window and goes... And smells his shitty fart. I'm assuming that's supposed to be a sign of love. Let me tell you something. She's fucked up. <laughs> She's She was fucked up before she got thrown through a goddamn windshield. 
Any woman who wants to roll up a window and smell her man's farts, she's somebody that likes to get shit on, or she likes to get pissed on, or she likes to lay under a glass coffee table while somebody shits on it. These are all just random things that I don't know anything about or I haven't ever looked at or watched a few times on Pornhub. But I'm just saying, I'm just saying that uh, this woman's fucked up. So anyway, she does that. And I'm like, I'm look, I look, I just stare a hole in the side of my fiance's head while we're watching this movie. And uh, then the car rear ends them from behind. And I don't know if you've ever seen, uh, if you guys have ever seen Naked Gun. With Leslie Nielsen. Leslie Nielsen. Whatever. Naked Gun. And uh, whenever they throw like a body, or the Three Stooges actually, they throw a body over something or off something and they want to get a shot of the body flying through there. It's... Oh my God. Son of a bitch. Sorry. Um, the, uh, the body flies through the air limp. Like there's nothing... There's no bones. There's no tendons. Like it's just a... It's basically a doll flying through the air. And then she gets all fucked up and... And it's a, it's a whole thing where she loses her memory. So it's the it's the notebook without having to without having to write things in a book. So he goes into the hospital, and this is where Patrice O'Neill has a great joke. He goes into the hospital to see her, and she doesn't remember him. She has no idea who he is, and he stays and he battles through this whole thing, and he tries to give her memories of their past years of love and relationship, and and how deep they're you know they were connected, and they. You know, they try to have like a really like he, he goes above and beyond trying to make this woman understand that hey, we were in love, we were gonna get married. You don't you don't recognize me, you don't remember any of this, but I love you. I'm trying to make our relationship work. And Patrice O'Neill's joke is, if I walked into a hospital, I'd take one foot one step inside the door, lean in and go, you know me? She said no. Nope. I go all right. <laughs> that would be the whole thing. You know me? Nope. All right. <laughs> he fucking leave. He would leave. And I can't. I gotta tell you. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. She doesn't know that he left, right? Is that that bad? Oh yeah. Let's try to help the pain with that. Um. Anyway, we were supposed to. Oh my god, son of a bitch. We were supposed to have. I'm now. I'm now your grandfather. This this is your grandfather. Somebody's grandfather apparently has a stupid accent. This is your grandfather's podcast. We we have two cans going from building to building, and this is okay. That was stupid. Anyway, oh my god. Um, this is story time. We were supposed to have a guest from my high school days on, Mr. Derek Kirshner, and. he, he he's a good guy, and we were really we were probably I would say maybe back early early years in school we were, we were probably con- consider each other best friends at one point. And we're, I still consider him a friend. I mean, we just drifted apart, you know. You start families, and well, he started a family because shockingly he's more responsible than me at this point in life. Uh, but but he you know you move on, you don't have contact like you used to, you know. One of us breaks up with their long-term relationship, moves to Pittsburgh, and starts a completely new life, and then you lose contact. That happens. All for the best. But, you know, he he had to cancel. We were supposed to do it this Friday. And uh, he's such a good guy that he, uh, he, uh, one of his friends had had a problem, and he went to help him, and it was like a two-day project. So, that was boring for you. But he could not do the show. So, today, we're going to call it Story Time 
with Justin. Yes, it's story time with Justin. I'm going to tell you some embarrassing stories. Now, there are stories that I love. I hold, I hold them dear to my heart. I cherish these stories. Um, yeah, I don't know. They're, they're, they just... If you can't tell embarrassing stories about yourself and feel good about it, I don't know if I, I don't know if we can talk. I don't know if we can be in the same room together. The self-deprecating part of a person, I think, is a big thing. If you can't laugh at yourself and understand that not everything you do is the greatest thing in the world, and you can't take humiliation, and you can't take failure, and you can't take those things, you're gonna at some point in life you're gonna get smacked. You're gonna you're gonna run into a wall where you are forced to deal with all these things, and you're not gonna know how to handle it. So, oh, son of a, okay, so. First story, there was a time when young Justin used to go with his family, not obviously my, like I didn't have, the, I didn't make the family, it was my mom and dad and my brother and I, and I, I, actually this time I don't think my brother went, he was too busy having house parties where we, where he drove the, uh, the wheel horse tractor around the yard at full speed with a freaking pitcher full of, uh, what did he used to drink back there, amaretto and coke back then in those days. And then we broke the track. He broke the tractor, or one of them broke the tractor. Anyway, doesn't matter. So he was probably not with us. So I was allowed to bring a friend. I brought a friend named Andrew Miller. Check him out on Facebook. He's in acting in Pittsburgh. He's actually a, another really good guy. And why do I say actually? Like everybody that hears me talk about somebody on here that I'm friends with probably goes, "Oh, that guy's a piece of shit." Probably, probably that guy's a piece of shit. No, he is a good guy. Andrew, I think William William Miller, uh, good guy, actor out in Pittsburgh, and. He, uh, so we were on this vacation anyway. Rehoboth Beach, people. Rehoboth Beach. Because my mom liked the shops. It's cute. It's so cute. It's cute. And my mom liked the shops there. And I should have lost that tone of voice earlier. And my mom, loved, she loved the shops there. So anyway, during the day, Rehoboth Beach is a really nice place. It's your normal beach. You're, you know, you got your your boardwalk. I think there's a boardwalk there anyway, or there's at least, yeah, there, obviously, duh. That's where the story goes. Yes, there's a boardwalk, and uh, you know, a little nice place to eat and things like that. It's a very nice little town. So I don't know when it changes. I think it's probably around. Oh, I don't know. Whenever the fuck the sun goes down, like eight o'clock or seven thirty at sometimes. This was back in the day, I was probably 13, I don't know, all these stories, by the way, every story I tell you, most of the time, happens between my 13th birthday and my 15th birthday, because that's when I was more of a piece of shit than I've ever been in my life. So, um, we're at this hotel at Rehoboth Beach, and young Justin likes to smoke cigarettes at this point in time. He hides packs of cigarettes. He would go out, buy a, have his buddy, Derek, who was supposed to be on the show today, most of the time it was Derek, get me a pack of cigarettes because he looked older than me. And I would smoke the whole pack before I got home that night because I didn't want my parents to catch me. So this time I had a pack of cigarettes. I hid it in whatever bag I had at the Rehoboth Beach. And uh, I'm like, all right, everybody's asleep. It's probably 10, 30, 11 o'clock at night. Everybody's asleep. I'm going to sneak out. I'm going to sneak out and smoke my cigarettes on the boardwalk. I know, first off, anybody who doesn't know, 
Rehoboth Beach is a gay beach. Not like, oh, it's fucking good. No, it is... Oh, it is a beach for homosexuals. And as you listen to this, it might sound like I'm being violated by one. But I am not. I swear it is just back pain. Anyway... So, it's, it's very homosexual. During the day, you would never know the difference. At night, the freaks come out. Being 13 to 15 years old, I didn't understand this concept. So, I'm walking down towards the boardwalk, and a, and a gentleman... Uh, no, I don't want to, you know, assume someone's gender, but a gentleman in, who is shirtless with regular shorts on and then a pink frilly tutu on top of that is skipping down the sidewalk singing Pink's I'm Coming Out and my dumbass still doesn't register what the hell I'm getting into. So I go down to the boardwalk and by the time I get down there I have to take a piss. So I go to the bathhouse. Well, not bath. It's not really a bath. This is a boardwalk bathroom. And there's and I go up and I try to open the door. And obviously, you know, it's 11 o'clock at night. They lock everything up. The door's locked. I look to my left. I see a gentleman going. And he looked like an old guy. You know, khaki shorts. You know, uh, not board shorts. Fucking cargo shorts. You know, polo shirt. Looked like an old guy. Going through the trash can. Now, to me, growing up in a sheltered, rather sheltered environment... Some, you know, you're at a, you're going, trying to go to the bathroom. The door's locked. You look to your left. Somebody's going through the trash can. My mind goes maintenance guy. This must be a maintenance guy or a custodian or something like that. He must be emptying that trash. Wow, working late. What a hard worker this guy is. I look to him and I go, hey, do you have a key for this? And he, and he probably says, no, no, I don't. What, now, looking back on this scenario here is where the problem started. I just asked... A gay man. Now, I didn't know that at the time, but knowing what happens at the end of the story, I asked a gay man if he had a key to go into a bathhouse or a bathroom at 11 o'clock at night in Rehoboth. Probably not the best idea. So, after that, I go, all right, well, fuck it. I guess I'm holding my piss. I'm going to, I'm going to walk and I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to smoke my cigarettes. Well, me asking this guy for a key to the bathroom must have led him to think, Dude, this guy's in. This young guy, he's trying to fuck me in the bathroom. So he decides to strike up a conversation with me and walk with me up and down the boardwalk approximately two to three times. So, and I'm, at this age, I have a fear of confrontation. Actually, probably up until a few years ago, I had a fear of confrontation. I avoided confrontation like the fucking plague. So... I didn't say anything to this guy. I'm just like, okay, and we're talking, you know. I, uh... I told him I was a wrestler. I wrestled. <laughs> and that probably got him excited. And then I go, oh, what are you doing out here? He goes, oh, I'm trying not to get caught smoking these things. And I pointed to my pack of cigarettes like I was cool. I tapped him. Trying to trying to not get caught smoking my my cancer sticks, bro. So, uh, so we are walking up and down, up and down, up and down. So we get to the cross street where I originally got down to the boardwalk. And what happens there is he go. I go, all right, I've had enough of this. I don't know how to get rid of this guy. So I say, I point to my hotel, which is across the street. And I said, that's where I'm staying. I'm going to go back to my hotel. And he goes, well, I have a house over there. And points like way, I don't even know where the hell he pointed. Points way off to the left. And as he's pointing to his house, I hear, hey, Justin, who's your friend? 
I look to my right, and in my horror, my father has come looking for me. Now keep that in mind. Once he said that, my whole world just went, and I'm like, oh my God, I realize now what this looks like. (laughs) It was in that moment that I understood that homosexuality was a thing. I... I didn't get it before. Like, it was always funny. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, it's good. Now I knew. I knew it at a... At a I don't want to say a deeper level because that implies penetration. But I, 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 I knew it at a different level. So my dad goes, hey, Justin, who's your friend? And I go, oh, God. My, oh, oh, God. I know what this looks like. Oh, God. I immediately panic. I don't say anything. I'm, like, frozen. And let it go. Yeah, not that frozen. And uh, I, uh, my, the guy comes up and I go... My dad walks up to us and I go, uh, uh, uh. And the guy goes, hi. And he didn't talk gay. That's the thing. He did not have the typical gay lingo. Spoken like a normal man. Okay, I know, whatever, whatever the proper fucking phrase is. And, uh, and he goes, he says his name and he reaches out to shake my dad's hand. And my dad goes, uh, uh, get the fuck away from me. And he grabs my hand. Not the guy. The guy leaves. My dad grabs my hand and, and, and we're like at a brisk jog back to the hotel and uh, I at the time I was young enough I wasn't overweight but I was a big kid my dad was a little heavier at the time and we're jogging back to the hotel room and as we're crossing the street two gay guys in a convertible <laughs> yell hot tubbies hot <laughs> hot tubbies they thought my dad and I were running back to the hotel room to have sex. And we were so hot and bothered, we had to run across the street. <laughs> so, okay, that ups the gayness of the story. We get back to the hotel. And my dad s- sits me out on the balcony, comes back out. He has a beer in his hand. He hands me a Pabst and says, drink this! Like if I was gay, the Pabst would cleanse me. And really the trip was very awkward from then on. For actually probably close to a year, not not a year, but a significant amount of time after that Rehoboth Beach trip, I had to convince my dad I was not gay. The whole time, the rest of the trip, like in the significant future, the whole time, oh my God, my dad thinks I'm gay. My dad thinks I'm gay. My dad thinks I'm gay. Not that there's anything wrong with that. But I... You know, when you're not gay, you know, like a gay guy who's not straight probably feels that uncomfortableness in straight situations. When my father thought I was gay, I was so uncomfortable around him. Like, you almost go above and beyond to do, like, not gay things. Like, if I'm drinking, if, uh... If we were at a restaurant and, and the wait, waiter came over and said to me uh, and, and laid a straw down next to the drink, I'd be like, I ain't fucking using a straw, fucking pussy. What am I gonna, I'm not gonna drink out of a straw? That's almost like a cock. I'm not gonna do that. It was literally that bad for me, mentally. <laughs> and my dad didn't do anything to make me feel that way after the original thing. But me, I, I almost had to prove to my dad that I wasn't gay. Though, those situations in my life, have happened, I won't say a lot, but I've had a lot of embarrassing situations. Uh, the next one we'll talk about, and this might be the last one, because when Derek comes on, I actually want to talk about a lot of this stuff, because he was around for a lot of this stuff. 
I'll, all right, I'll tell two. And then if Derek comes on next week, we'll, we'll discuss the one story. Well, we can discuss actually these next two. Gentlemen, let me tell you something. One thing that sounds like a good idea and ends up not being a good idea when the situation actually occurs, lying about your dick size. Lying about your dick size sounds great up front for the guy. Sounds great. You know, back in the day of instant messenger, you know, I had this girlfriend that uh, that that um, messaged me and she asked me how large I was. First off, there's pressure right there. Automatically, you better be large because she's already assuming you're large. So you better, now that the assumption's there, you're already large, you can't go, eh, you know, I'm your, I'm your average guy. I, I'm, I'm serviceable. Uh, you have to come up with something because the implementation, implementation, whatever that word is, implementation, implication, I guess is the word, is that you're already large. So when you go, when she goes, how large are you? And you go, fucking 10 inches. Uh, okay. I'm a white male Look up the average. I'm not going to look this up because my dad will probably think I'm gay. <laughs> the average size for a white male, I don't know, but it ain't fucking 10 inches. And that's uh, so why I lied. Of course I lied. What, what, if I'm trying to impress a girl, I'm going to lie. I'm not going to say, no, fucking three. I'm not three. But at the same, I felt like I had to say that. <laughs> at the same time, I'm not 10. So you got to come up with a number that sounds good. So I, I said 10 inches. Cut to the uh, cut to like a month later, and she is. All right, sorry, I'm on I'm on Facebook trying to find something here. There's a gentleman at work asked me to uh, promote something for him, and I will. There we go. Um, we're we're months later, and we're driving in Derek's girlfriend at the time's blue van. She was 18, so we stayed out till all hours. We were not. Again, 13 to 15, maybe 16 here. And uh, we're driving around, we're driving around. And I convinced this young lady to give me a BJ. Uh, these are, again, technical terms. Uh, slob the knob, if you will. Uh, I don't know, some other funny blowjob word. And she's in the middle of this act. It's going well. I feel I feel the situation's going well. Derek decides he's gonna he needs to pull over to the side of the road to piss or whatever the hell he did. I forget why. But he opens the van door. And okay, let me let me back up. We are driving around at probably like 10, 11 o'clock at night, so it's very dark. So my secret is kept just with me at this point. I don't think uh, apparently in the dark it's very hard to determine size. So I, I have I have the game beat. I'm fooling this young lady, and she she thinks she's sucking on a ten inch dick. Ha! I had her fooled. So she's going to town, and uh, he opens up the, the his the passenger side door of the van. Well, what happens when you open up a car door? The interior light comes on. That is right. The interior light comes on. And for, it was in like mid, I don't know what women call that, like 
the hand is there is on is on your dick and like she's like coming up and then about to come back down and she like takes a breath she goes up she does that and then continues she was in that that phrase that that phase um and then she puts it back she could she continues to go but the interior lights on and all i hear is this it's dead silent dead silent all i hear is <laughs> she laughed with my cock in her mouth <laughs> she laughed and i go and it was so embarrassing i was like oh god oh god oh god I didn't even want the thing to continue. I panicked right away. I was like, oh, uh, um. And then Derek got in, closed the fucking door. And, like, a little bit after that, I was like, uh, okay, that was good, thanks. And, and then, like, later I asked her, I asked her, hey, uh, hey, why did you, why, why did you laugh when you were doing that? And she goes, you said you were 10 inches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I lied to you, but hey, my penis was still in your mouth. So, who went? Who's the loser in this situation? I don't think it's me. I got what I wanted. A life of embarrassment after that and shame. But still, that was another embarrassing, fun story that I love to tell. People, be... This is the message of this, sh- this show today. Be able to laugh at yourself. Be able to make fun of yourself. My mother taught me that. Uh, it's pretty much... It's a very important thing she taught me because she is basically the butt of every joke uh, that my family makes, <laughs> and it's not because there's you know she's you know we we make we we talk we we mock not mock that's not the right word we I don't know let me maybe explain it this way we roast the people we love and we care about if I'm not friends with you if I don't like you as a person. I'm not going to make fun of you to your face. I'm not going to talk shit to your face. Like Justin LaFurrier when he was... Oh, fuck. Griffin LaFoot when he was on the show. And uh, and when um, Derek comes on, like we just talk shit. Uh, my best friends and I, we, we, just, we shit on each other at times. And it's funny. And we, and we both get that it's not coming from a place of hate. It's coming from a place of laughing and, and enjoying each other's company. And... My mom, I think, instilled that in me. And my mom and my uncles. Because my uncles were all to always make fun of my mom. So, that's what it was. But no, she was always great, a great sport about it. I think that's what made me a good sport about it. My uncles kind of instilled that in me as well. But it's important. It's important. Because if you can't take being laughed at or, like, being picked on a little bit, you know, you're going you're gonna to have a rough life. Like, all this bullying stuff like that in school and stuff. And these kids that can't handle it, it's like... There's a backbone part of that, and there's an acceptance and a, and a proper way to respond to these things. And I don't think it's taught anymore because everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a participation medal. They don't learn how to take failure. They don't learn how to take humiliation. Anyway, I'm glad I could, I could tell my uh, lying about my dick size story and make it a moral thing. That's what I'm here to do. I'm just, I'm the same as Mr. Rogers, really. Um... Okay, last story. What the hell is... What is another Derek story? What the hell was it? The van story. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. <laughs> He'll laugh about this when he gets it. We used to... Uh, he, he was invited to the beach many times with my family. And our goal was to pick up girls on the boardwalk. I was... 
I, I'm 1-0 in the picking up guys on the boardwalk part. He's probably 7-0 at picking up the girls. I had zero luck. We are, are, Here was our game. This was, this was a big move, you know. We'd see a cute girl or we'd, we'd look for like two girls uh, so that it wouldn't be awkward, like two dudes like coming up to a chick. Um, and we our, our big move here, this is how we got them. Listen to this. And all you young kids take notes. We followed them. That was it. <laughs> we followed them up and down the boardwalk within a, a, a safe distance behind them like we were a police car trailing someone. We we would just follow them up and down the boardwalk. Follow them. We didn't know what we were going to do if they ever turned around or said anything. Uh, this, these two group, this one group of girls, it was two girls, uh, two girls, and uh, they were we followed them probably three or four times up and down the boardwalk. And finally, they got so pissed. And they caught on to us, like, the first time we fought, we were behind them. And they uh, they finally, after, like, the third or fourth time, the one turns around and goes, What do you want? <laughs> Which is always a good start, you know? You're trying, to, you're trying to, you know, initiate some contact with a young lady. And she, you know, her, her response is, What do you want? Oh, I really think you're... A special lady. That's all I wanted to say. Bye. No. Uh, and my my quick witted response at the time, I was I, I didn't have the quick comebacks like I do nowadays. Uh, my quick response was, I don't know. I just wanted to know if you want to hang out. <laughs> that was my big pickup line. You 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 want to hang out? Well, her response. She looked at me, and she looked at Derek. And she she kind of looks like she's doing a math problem, kind of squinting, and goes, "Not with you, but like with him," and points to Derek. And I think I said "fuck you" and cock blocked him, and nothing happened. Uh, but yes, that was my life as a young man. You broads did this to me. I blame the women. They made me what I am today. They made this hardened person towards women's issues. By doing things like that. Hashtag me too. <laughs> um, so that, that was one story. But anyway, we, we met this group of girls. The one girl had a, had a boy. This is a different story. Different group of girls. It was, must have been over 4th of July because they had fireworks on, uh, in the water. So we meet the, these two girls. The one girl has a boyfriend. So it's just me and Derek um, going after this one chick who's there by herself. I forget her name. And uh, not that it matters. Yeah, you guys are going to look her up. You're going to find out who she is. You're going to tell her I was upset. Anyway, so we, we go under the boardwalk. I'm sitting next to her. And we go under the boardwalk. Oh, under the boardwalk. Young teens. Oh, what's going to happen? So Derek goes, move over so I can sit down. I'm thinking, okay, if this was me and I was Derek and I was trying to be a nice guy. And he was not a nice guy in the situation. He was a fucking selfish prick. And I'll tell him that. But it was funny looking back. And he, uh, he goes, move down. Uh, can you move over so I can sit? There was space on the other side of her. I was on the right side. There was space on her left side. And me being a hating confrontation pussy moved over and he sat between us. I got cucked. I got cucked by my best friend at the time. He cucked me. So, we're talking and everything like that. You know, I'm the third wheel now at this point. 
And he has the fucking balls to look at me and go, and whisper to me, and goes, hey man, if you're not going to make a move, I am. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to reach over you to grab a boob through her shirt? Is that what I'm supposed to do here? Like, I'm, I'm a person away from her. What would you want, expect that I could do here? Anyway, so I just kind of like shook my head and didn't answer him. They're ma- they end up making out in the sand right fucking next to me. And this other chick and her boyfriend are making in the sand next to them. Making in the sand. Making out in the sand right next to them. I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? The fireworks are going off. Lonely Justin's just sitting there. Well, I'll tell you what happens. Get a little gassy on the boardwalk these days. I'll tell you what, I get a little gassy. So while they're making out and getting hot and heavy, all of a sudden, uh, the old warlord lets a little go. Let's a little go. Gives a little flip. And uh, <laughs> Derek hears this and starts laughing, but tries to hide it. And she looks at him dead serious in the eye. And it made a noise. It went... Dead serious in the... Dead serious. She looks at him and goes, Did you say something? (laughs) And then he really starts to laugh. And I go, Gotta go! I don't know if it smelled or not, but fuck him! Anyway, so that's the story. Uh, That's a few stories from my childhood. There's a few few embarrassing stories. A few self-deprecating stories that have built me into the pillar society that I am today. Um, James Rhodes asked me to uh, do some promoting for him, so any of you in the Oli area, uh, the Oli Fire Company is having an Antique Power and Apple Festival. Antique Power? Okay, so I guess they're selling uh, they're selling railroads, looks like, and uh, old cannons. If you're in need of an old cannon... Go to uh, go to the Only Fire Company on Saturday, October thirteenth, and Sunday, October fourteenth, two thousand eighteen, in the year of our Lord, and uh, from ten to five, it's the uh, Only Fire Company Fairgrounds, twenty six Jefferson Street, Ol- Jefferson Street, Only PA. Uh, that's one of them, and he sent me another one. Let's see if I can find it. A loyal listener, by the way. Uh, yeah, no, that's it. I guess that's it. So you can you can have an apple and shoot a fucking cannon. You know, if you don't like your neighbor, uh, games all day. There's a car cruise Saturday. There's a Quates tournament. Spell Quates. I bet none of you can spell Quates without looking it up on your phone, excluding my family. Because we know how to spell Quates. I bet your money you don't know how to spell it. And if you don't know how to spell it, you better comment on the goddamn YouTube page or the Facebook page that you didn't know how to spell it. People, if you're listening, I need likes. I need comments. I need interaction. I'm a man of the people. I'm a man of the people. I'm going to put a very small door on my Facebook page for the good ones to come through. Comment. Be interactive. Um, I'm going to say that that's the show for this week. We had some new stuff. By the way, my Brett Kavanaugh, like I said, or like I thought, and I don't know if I said it here, got the uh, got appointed Supreme Court Justice. Like I thought he would. Like I internally thought he should. Because there was no real evidence to the contrary. There was hearsay. But there's no concrete evidence. Um, so, that's the show for this week. Like us on uh, Facebook. Follow the show. Comment. Uh, follow me on Twitter, at Justin Worley. Or, I think that's what it is, yeah. At Justin Worley. Instagram, at the I'm Just Saying Show, or whatever the hell it is. Uh, we post the show on all those formats. Like the page on YouTube. Follow the page on YouTube. We need more subscribers. That's what it is. Subscribe on YouTube. Um, we're on Stitcher, Spotify... 
I'm still not on iTunes because they're being cunts about it. And uh, who else? Where the hell else are we? Gab. G-A-B-B or G... Let me, let me check. Oh, back hurts. Son of a bitch. Uh, Gab is G-A-B dot A-I, the free speech social network. Uh, I also post to there every once in a while, not as much as I should. So check us out there too. Enjoy your Sunday. Enjoy the football games today. And uh, we'll see you next week. Hopefully Derek Kirshner will be here to uh, address some of these issues. I'm calling him out on fucking... Cockgate, if you will. All right, have a good weekend. Later. I'm just saying, I don't get upset. Let's get to the bottom of it. I'm just saying, don't you take it personally.